Today on the podcast, I'm chatting with Chris Fox, the main singer and songwriter for the New Jersey indie rock group Ruby Bones. Welcome to the Eat, Sleep, Breathe Music Podcast, where we talk all things music. I'm your host, Jeanette Kinzel, music blogger and enthusiast. Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. And do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah. My name is Chris Fock. Uh, I'm the main songwriter and singer in a band called Ruby Bones from uh, New Jersey. And uh, happy to be here. We play indie rock. Awesome. It's the easiest way. So where, where in New Jersey are you at right now? I, I was curious because I know you used to be in New Brunswick, right? And did yeah, you- I, went to, I went to school in New Brunswick. Okay. And I'm, actually, um, I'm actually right now, I'm in uh, not upstate New York, but a little bit upstate New York. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, my, uh, my wife and I got a uh, little like kind of a mountain house up oh. in up right over Saugerties. So we just came up here and that's where I am. That's why it's oh. all hidden around me. Very nice. How long have you been up there? Um, we, uh, well, we, this is like, like a bit of a vacation house that we got a little bit, uh, like two or three months ago. Nice. So we actually like closed and did the whole thing. And, uh, we, when we're not here, we're just in Lindhurst, New Jersey oh. is where we have a condo. Um, but yeah, so this has been like a three month thing. And, uh, we actually bought a fire pit today. That's our newest oh, nice. adventure. I was gonna say, yeah, now the weather is finally getting to that point where you can be outside and not freeze. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go to Rutgers? Because I, you were saying you went to school in New Brunswick. Okay, me too. Yeah, I went to Rutgers. <laughs> cool. What year did yeah, you graduate? I, yeah, I would just say I graduated in 2010. What about you? I was two, 2004, so I was a little, little before you. But oh, okay, cool. So, little, little. Not. I, I can't believe how long it's even 2010. That's it's crazy how long ago it was. Time. Time is flying by. I actually thought you were younger than me. So cheers to you. Thanks. You know, I'm such a bonehead because like, so I saw you guys, I, I found out about your band like through Instagram and I was like scrolling and that's how I kind of found the song. And then I totally forgot that you were in box wine. And I was like, yeah. you know, I was like, he looked familiar. And then I was like going through and I was reading and I'm like, I'm such a bonehead. How did I forget that? I don't know how I missed I actually, I went back to school to change my career. And I think that's what happened. I was in school for four years and then I kind of like just uh, stopped listening to music. So I think I, I missed, I missed the whole transition of your bands. I don't know. <laughs> that's no worries. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I, I did, we did that for a while and uh, it was fun. Um, but uh, I guess it, you know, it kind of just naturally ran its course. That was like a cut more of a right out of college band kind of thing. And then uh uh, like me and the main songwriter are like like uh, the two of us wrote everything. We live together, and like you start to like have a lot of tension and butt heads a bit. And we're great now, so but like at the time it was like it got stressful. So we we're like, all right, for the you know the sake of like being and staying good friends, let's uh, you know put the kibosh on this for the time being. So that's always like like I have friends who are still like oh like why don't you just like get back together? Like, just do it. We like your band. And I'm like, yeah, like I want to, but you know, the world, uh, you know, we're busy, busy in different regards. And, uh, yeah, I want to try to make uh, music more authentic to each of us. He got really into like more electronic stuff for a time. And I was like more like of a folky kind of guy. Oh, that's cool. I know it's funny. Cause I remember I saw you guys play, I think it was like Rockwood music hall. I don't remember the year. Yeah, if that, that was a if that was Rockwood Music Hall, yeah, we played on like stage one, and it was so tiny and yes. stressful. And the drums were like off the stage, and we yes. tried so hard for two. We we're like, hey, we're gonna bring like thirty people, like we're gonna, and they're like, that's not good enough. <laughs> that was a fun <laughs> a show. Tuesday, we had to do it. We had a good time. Like that, all the shows were so fun. Yeah, and I just remember like you guys had so much energy. I can't wait to see your, your new band. I love the new music. And I'm excited for that. Yeah, I think uh, honestly, I think I think the new new band has uh, a similar amount of energy, without a doubt. Like uh, the first record we did was like a little bit like punkier, and uh, I don't want to say heavier because heavier is not the right word. Like we never, I like detest personally detest like hard rock or anything <laughs> like you know like like super heavy but it was definitely like punkier and like uh had a little bit more fire and this one is like definitely a little bit closer to the world of like box wine and energetic and like really bright and like not super cheery but uh it's funny we were talking about like where we went to college and stuff because like the record is a little bit like based on college and like i tried to like write a little bit of the mindset of like some of my favorite like our favorite records in college like uh yeah. i really like a really big fan of like born ruffians and like Tokyo Police Club and who are all still going and still making great music. But uh, 
yeah, it's like we uh, tried to put a little bit of like that energy and kind of like hopefulness back in the music that I think wasn't on the first record. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I was I was listening to some stuff today. I, I did feel that like I felt like I think someone had compared you guys to kind of like the Walkmen in that in like a little bit like like you're saying, like not yeah, heavy yeah, and dark. Yeah, no, definitely not heavy. It's not like, yeah, it was definitely, I would say like dark, but not heavy um, would be a, like a little bit of a descriptor. Like uh, we were pulling uh, like sonically, I was pulling a lot from like, uh, you know, like uh, kind of like cool. Like I, I want to say like more angular or like uh, more minor key, like indie rock bands, like the Walkman could be yes. like very minor key or like uh, Wolf Parade or, well, I'm not going to go as far to say Arcade Fire because, like, we weren't, like, folky enough on that record. But uh, definitely, like, a little bit of, like, the darker side of, like, Spoon and stuff. That's, like, where my head was at. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's all, like, uh, more, like, I don't want to say, like, well, Fiddler is, like, a punk band. But, like, a little some of the energy of, like, Fiddler and, like, Waves and, like, more of the happier side of, like, indie rock. I think with your new album... It definitely has a, a nice upbeat. I was reading somewhere and they were talking about, you wrote an album, of, not really about the pandemic, but like kind of what you can do after, once everything's, you know, once we can get back to normal life. And Yeah, we wanted to make um like a really like kind of like, it acts, of course, you know, I know nothing is planned for, you know, the record's been in the works for like two years, but oh, like, okay. <laughs> it kind of like made sense to kind of release it now uh, once everything's like opening up and getting back to normal, just because like, it's supposed to be a bright, upbeat, summery record. Like, I, I always think of, like, I don't know if you do this in any regard, but I think of, like, every record I'll just, like, naturally assign a time of year. Like, like, uh, like if it's, like, an Elliott Smith record, like, that's a fall record. Like, a late fall record. And, like, um, you know, different different bands fall into different things. Like, I always find, like, I don't, like, listen to Thin Lizzy in the winter, but I listen to Thin Lizzy in the summer, like, for instance. Uh, and, like, you know, a lot of, like... Uh, you know, Bruce Springsteen would be like summer music. It's just like kind of like built for like backdoor barbecues and stuff. So like mm-hmm. that's where I, I approach like I, I'll like build like whole records. Like the la- the first Ruby Bones record was more of like I'm like I want to do like an autumn record. And now I'm like, all right, we're doing like a summer record and it's all like big and bright and cheery. So we'll see what we do next. That's <laughs> neat. I like that. I've been watching a bunch of your videos too online and I love the one where you got, it's like a kind of anim- animated the lyric video for. Um, oh, for rooftops. Yeah. Yes. That was really cool. Like are one of you like graphic designers or do you have someone else do it for you? Yeah, we had a, we actually had a, a cool guy. Uh, I, th- I think it's Alejandro, uh, a cool guy in Brazil. Uh, actually put that together for us. He, um, my drummer, uh, he did some work for uh, my drummer works in the in the music industry, James, and um, he uh, works for different labels. So, like they'll outsource to different people that they're in touch with, and you know you have the contacts and stuff. So like he just reached out and was like, "Hey, we're thinking about doing." You know, there's never ending um, like lyric videos. And remember, you remember when like uh, like that cool video where the words are the typography video, <laughs> like all the rage and now you can get like one made for two dollars on like fiverr.com and stuff like that was like a a big (laughs) thing for a while but um yeah no uh, we wanted to do something he was like cool enough to like animate the whole thing and put it together and like sing up the lyrics and throw like visual references So, so like that was uh we were lucky to like i feel like a lot of things with this record like um you know, we're not like the largest band ever, but we're able to like put to a better, like together, I think a very like professional looking like record release and stuff. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, you know, it draws people in. We got nothing but comments. It seems like everything we do, um, there's always like three or four bands I, who I know and they're always random who will be like, hey man, like love the video. Uh, how'd you do that? Like where, where did it come from? And I'm always like trade secrets, man. I like, you know. <laughs> try to keep our keep our resources tight oh that's awesome and i love the how you guys are doing a lot of like virtual kind of playing together but not playing together and are you guys able to get together have you been like seeing each other or like social distancing like how has that been working so our um our our drummer had a baby last year and then so like uh, me and him are able to get together no problem we've been trying to like quarantine buddies like mm-hmm. drive over and whatnot but uh, so we're able like to work on music and work on like marketing and whatnot. Uh, and then our our guitarist Matt has been in like lockdown. He was just like, you know, like he's he's on a Zoom call with us in a mask, being like, you know, just in case, <laughs> just <laughs> uh, for good reason. You know, everyone has uh, everyone has personal like safety levels with it, and um, can never be too safe is more of like his motto. Uh, so 
Yeah. And that's good. So I haven't really seen him, but like, you know, through like zoom and like the internet and stuff, like, you know, I don't think it's any excuse or uh, any kind of like creative band or stuff to like stop doing things like sure we can't practice and there's no shows or there will be soon, but not, not just yet. Um, but yeah, we're able to like, we're at the very least it was helpful almost like, cause we got to be like, well, this, thank God, like all the songs and the drums and everything's are like, everything's recorded. So all we have to do is like mix and master and we'll have a record and we're able to like to plan and get videos and stuff together. So it was kind of helpful. That's great. So what's the next song that you're going to release? Um, well, we do, we just put one like, yeah, yeah. I don't know when exactly this will come out, but like, uh, we just put one or like, I guess the last single before the record out, which is uh drink all night. So we should, if, uh, the cards fall in the right place. We'll hopefully have like a video and stuff done for that. It might be a little, a uh, little bit last minute. Cause uh, yeah, we were, we were in talks with the brewery to try to shoot something there, but I think the pandemic got crazy and whatnot. So uh, we'll see if that we can pull that off, but um, yeah, drink all nights are our recent single. And uh, yeah. And then I think the record's just going to be out uh, at the end of the month. And then we'll see like, um, cause I like a lot of these songs like, and the, my my favorite song is actually now the last song on the record, which we got to do like a little bit of like a, kind of like an early Bruce Springsteen kind of like send up and like did like a whole part. I would call it like uh, the La Bamba Rosalita part of the song. This is like this big end with saxophone and stuff. So I was like really happy with that. So now that's like my favorite song. And I'm unfortunately it's four minutes long. So it's like a little bit harder to do like a music video and keep people's interest when we have like a two and a half minute song that like is just, easier and cheaper to film and stuff but i would like to do hopefully like a live version of that would be like fantastic we might do like a live studio session after but we'll see nice i love songs with saxophones i don't know I why do, <laughs> do, you, do you have any people in your life who hate saxophone because i now have like four people i know like good friends who are like yeah i like your music but like sax is the worst and i'm like you're crazy it's like my favorite instrument i want it in everything that's yeah. I've never, never heard of people hating sax. Blows you might have mind. to pull your friend. Yeah, or pull um, your audience when this comes out. That'll be like the main question. Yeah. Do you like sax? And everyone's they think you made a, t- a typo and say yes. <laughs> yeah. I think I like it too because it always reminds me of like eighties music or like eighties movies. Like, like yeah. you remember um, the vampire one. Like, Oh, I can't play. Lost Boys? Yes. Yeah, like, yes. Yes. No, yes. We actually, um, he's on Cameo. Do you know Cameo? That's celebrity. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's on there? Yeah, Greasy Sax Guy is on there. And I'm like, I was like, he's only like 50 bucks. So I was like really thinking about like, I'm like, oh, if we can get him like playing along to the sax part in a song. Like that would be like good promotion. So does he? So he Sick. really plays the sax. I thought because I have a friend who plays sax. Know. She was saying like in the movie, maybe he was fake. Maybe he does play, but maybe in the movie was because she was saying like the thing wasn't attached to his saxophone, like the neck thing. And she's like, "There's no way that he could play without attaching the neck." So it looks like super fake in the movie. <laughs> his muscles, like maybe he's just like like playing it out of pure like force and like. <laughs> That is true. I didn't think about how muscular he is. You know, it's funny. I had actually one time I went to California where they filmed the movie on the beach. And I was like, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I was there. And like they had they still have like a stage. They I guess they put stuff like concerts on that. I was just made me think of like a scenario. You made me think of a scenario where uh, where he didn't know how to play saxophone for the movie, but it became his like defining role. Because that's like he now like 35 years later is like. Yeah, I'm the saxophone guy in Lost Boys, and that's like the main credit. So, like, imagine the world where he got that role, didn't know how to play it, but then played it, and everyone like who saw him for years is like, "You're the sax guy in Lost Boys." And like, if that was me and I didn't know how to play saxophone, I bet I would have learned how to play saxophone to be like everyone knows me as a saxophonist, and I don't know how to play. It. Like, this is embarrassing. So, like, I have to learn how to play saxophone. No, I like that rationale. I, a good story. I like that. Someone just published uh, an article I was reading. It might have been Vice, just about the downfall of the saxophone. Just um, people don't use it or like appreciate it anymore because it became so ubiquitous in pop music. It is in like an unbelievable amount of eighties eighties uh, pop songs that like charted. So like they actually went through and tracked like the saxophone's like rise because it came from it came from like jazz straight into rock and roll like. It was like just, of course, like blues melding into rock. Um, 
you know, it just carried over right with it. And all of a sudden, then it became like a lead solo instrument because, I mean, I, I that was like the early part of the guitar. So like they were still like guitar was more of like a rhythm uh, based element. And, you know, of course, it became what it is. But before uh, before you had like uh, what do you call it? What is it? Pedals. <laughs> Before you have pedals, like, you know, the whole idea of like the Rolling Stones finding like the sound for satisfaction. Uh, Keith Richards like stole the idea from I forget what band it was. It might have been the Kings that started. Literally, they would stab the speaker cone in their amplifiers, their guitar amplifiers to get that sound to get like to like uh, the tearing up the breaking sound that became distortion, uh, which they eventually put in the pedal form. So to get that, they would have to stab the cones of the speakers, which would ruin you know, ruin the expensive speakers uh, just to achieve that. But before like any kind of crazy lead was able to be done with that before that you had the saxophone as like a lead instrument that was able to like blast and like be massive. And people knew that. So that's what it was. And then it grew and grew like dipped in the seventies, but in the eighties, all of a sudden it became like the hot new thing because honestly, like synthesizers didn't sound that different from it. So like they blended really well. It became on every song it got into. And then uh, after that grunge happened and grunge was like saxophones, not cool. <laughs> and then like four years later, uh, Scal was like saxophones, really cool. But then everyone was like, forget about ska and forget about sax. And then it just dropped. So and that sad. was my history lesson. No, I love it. I love it. I thought that that's great. Well, speaking of other music movies, did you know today is actually Rex Manning Day? It is Rex Manning Day. I saw, I have like three people I saw like post that on Facebook <laughs> and I'm like, can't forget, can't forget about that special day. I love that movie. Did you like that movie? Was that one of your, did you? Did I did you like, like that movie. I, th- I think I like High Fidelity more. Uh, but I also like Empire Records. Yeah, I started watching the uh, the uh, was it Amazon or Hulu? One of them did like a reboot of High Fidelity with uh, with Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Oh yeah, I think I saw that. It. Was it's like a show, right? Yeah, it was a show. It's they just did the one season. Unfortunately, it got canceled. But I liked the episode I saw, so I was going to keep watching it. But it makes me think now that I'm like, oh, if it didn't. If, it didn't get canceled. People weren't watching. So I wonder how many people were just like me who watched the first episode and were like, that's cool. Maybe I'll see more later. And it's been two weeks. <laughs> I know. It always stinks when they cancel shows that you like. Cause you're like, I would have went back and watched that. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Um, I don't know. That's I'm lucky because I, we watch a lot of anime and like anime usually like will wrap up in the season. So you kind of get the whole story they're trying to tell. Uh, for a lot of them, and then some of them have like you know continue on and whatnot. But a lot of times they'll they'll finish the story if people like it. So, so at least you have like a a, a clear cut ending, and you you're not like left hanging. I feel like there's been so many times like you watch TV shows and then they end, and sometimes they end before the series, and you're just like you're like I need the information. Yeah, they, thankfully they it doesn't. It looks like that's like a little bit like on the downtrend, mostly because of like network TV like not being the powerhouse it obviously used to be. But, like, I do remember, like, like, when things would just get canceled, like, mid-season. And it's like, if you want the episode, you'll have to buy the DVD. And it's like, all right, well, I'm glad that part of, like, humanity is over now. So we don't have to worry about that. Say, so you guys have a lot of acoustic stuff also. I, I was kind of stalking out your YouTube page today, and I was looking over things. That's and totally I was going to say... I'm, I'm just happy, I'm happy you're prepared. Like, <laughs> like that warms my heart because, like, we, we do a lot of, like, interviews... Um, I even, I asked, I, I like answered questions today for something that was just like, and like, uh, at the same time, I should preface and say, like, I'm always happy to like answer any questions, especially like, you know, like, uh, at like the, like you, oh, you need press, you need people to write about you and you ask them and it's always wonderful when anyone's like, yeah, I'll take the time to like write something about you or share or do a podcast or anything, but I, like, it's good. And then sometimes, uh, you know, you start like start a thing and this is obviously it's not the case here. So I can nicely say like the first question will be like, so where'd your band name come from? Like, and it's like, Oh, so who's in the band? And it's like, come on, little website. And anyone reading this, like already knows, like they like the band already. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. My, my dream is to get to the point where people just immediately know like have like like questions and like 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 my like music enough to just know like cool questions and like shoot them right away but you're doing it so hell yeah. okay good that makes me feel better because I'm always like 
you know, whenever I do research and I'm always like, are these stupid questions? <laughs> like, or I feel like now with the quarantine, I, I tend to like, I feel like I'm like, am I asking everyone the same thing? Because, but I mean, I guess, you know, we're not really doing much anyway, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh, um, oh yeah. The, you said there were a lot of acoustic videos. You, oh yeah. You left off with, you were stalking our, uh, our Oh yeah. So no, I was saying, I was going to say, you guys have a lot of acoustic stuff on your, on your webs on your, on your YouTube page. Do you guys like, do you like, is acoustic something that you like to do? Is it, is it, is it, you know, just easier because of quarantine or what's how? Yeah. It's, it's something I super like to do. And, um, I'm, I'm actually like in the process of recording a bunch of material right now for like, uh, you could call it for like a solo, like a solo side project where it's like mostly acoustic based. But, um, yeah, at the end of the day, like for, for like Ruby bones, like, uh, I definitely want to pull the band into a little bit more of like uh folkier territory as time goes on. But for right now, it's like, you know, big rock is, you know, what, what we're doing, what everyone likes. So, uh, in terms of like, I would like to definitely do at some point, like we were actually talking about taking some of the videos you watched and I was like, Oh, like, you know, I mix these really quickly just to put them on the internet. But like, maybe we can actually like re go in and redo a little bit of it, like touch them up a bit and like, like put out an actual like acoustic release. Like I would love to do that. So that's like one of the things like on the back burner, but uh, yeah, every time you have like, and like, you like definitely, uh, you know, you having like a website and writing about music and like doing like, it's, everyone is you have all these ideas and then all of a sudden like two months go by and you had like 15 other things to do first so like that always unfortunately as much as i want to do it it always like falls onto the back burner a little yeah but we'll see if i have enough time hopefully yeah that'd be awesome so the side the side project are you doing it by yourself are you doing collaborations or is it just a solo thing um it's like it's a it's a solo thing and um yeah it's a solo thing but i'm trying to do uh trying to get like a lot of different musicians I know to just play on things. And it's not like, uh, you know, there, there, I don't plan for there to be any like centralized band for it. And like, cause I'm focused on Ruby bones and like, I love those guys and like, that's what I do. So that's like the main project. And like the one we all push, like we like, we push hard and like want to go somewhere with, but in terms of just, uh, I don't know. I just, I write a lot of songs and like, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to be like a guided by voices like Robert Pollard and like put out 1700 songs like he has, but, um, which is insane. And I can't even listen to them all if I tried, like, it's like the man has like three days worth of music that exists. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So like Robert, like Robert Pollard has all that music and whatnot. And it's just like, I just, I just want to like be able to put out a bunch of stuff because it's hard in the world of music promotion. I even did, a a quick stunt of like toying with the idea of like trying to do PR for bands and whatnot. And it's just, it's a tough world. So like nothing but praise to anyone who has like the time and patience for it. Um, cause it's a lot of like, unfortunately just the world, the way I, it's just a lot of like negative feedback, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And like, it's hard to like get somewhere, but making music and being creative, it's just tough because like you have to, it, like now, especially in this day and age, like you have to continually be putting out music, but like, it also like you have to spend time and like focus on like one song at a time and like pushing a song. And like, I am, I want to use this like side project to be like, all right, well we push the singles and like the videos and stuff with like Ruby bones. Like we do that and we can do like, you know, five songs over the course of like a year or whatever it is. But at the same time, I want to like be like, Oh, here's just an album. Like here's a, here's a record I made. And like, I don't want to like, I like, I'm trying to like create being a creative space, like, and be fulfilled by like, I made this, here it is, listen to it or don't, I don't care. Um, and just like, that's it. Uh, and I wanted to do it faster and not worry so much about like the promotion and trying to like, I don't know, play bigger shows and be on festivals and stuff. I just want to make music to, cause I enjoy making music. And I think you enjoy so, it that's more, a whole- you know, when you enjoy it, sometimes the business part of things can be like frustrating <laughs> yeah it can definitely be dragging and like bring you down a bit like uh but i don't know it's like you have to stay in a positive mind space and like we've, we've like tried to adopt this uh you know i i'm not a huge fan of like you know uh instagram influencers who just like peddle this never-ending like positivity stuff <laughs> i'm just like just like live life to the fullest be your best self like live laugh love like never-ending like uh yoga mommies you can call them uh <laughs> But 
that said, like I try to be a little bit more uh, more realist about it. But we have tried, like as a band, tried to just be like, you know what, like no more focusing on negative, no more focusing on like uh, you know what we can't do. Let's just focus on what we can and like push towards it. And like uh, that actually happened like a few months ago, and it was just kind of like a mental change in the band. So now we like we've cut out a lot of just like. You know, like, cause like I'm friends with so many bands, like they'll constantly be like, oh, I was like trying to get this and it can't happen. I'm just, it's just like, all right, well, like, let's not dwell. Let's, uh, let's keep pushing forward. Let's move forward. And like, that's just it. And like that meant, I feel like with this record and like the release of it and stuff, like it's actually had a little bit of an effect. So we've gotten some like better press, like our number, we've sold more records. Our numbers are like growing and like, we're, it's, we're nothing massive yet, but like it is, uh, I don't know. It's, it's positive. And it's like, I feel like the mentality is a lot, is a lot of that without going too far into like, you know, uh, lit, like being a, a life guru, <laughs> trying to be like an Instagram model or like influencer or, or yeah. anything. No, I like that. I like that mantra. I, for a while I was always like motivation, motivation, but at the same time, I think it's also maybe having the pandemic happen. It's like, okay, we can be motivated, but we also have to be realistic and kind of you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm much more of the, um, less like live, laugh, love and more like, just like let people enjoy what they enjoy kind of thing. Like, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's just, that's what it is. Uh, but if you listen to a lot, usually, uh, I don't know why, like I've, I've realized this recently just through uh, different like little groups of people, like when the band is together, like we really are, we like are just naturally like not negative, but we're just kind of like shit talkers. And we like, like, we rag on like everything, but then like, it's all for like, it's all like, I don't know. I like to say it's like from a place of love and like trying to be uh, funny and just enjoy each other. It could also be, a, it sounds very therapeutic in a way. A little bit. Like you definitely, there is some stress relief to be found in, uh, yeah, in, in like, you know, taking the piss out of things in some kind of form or fashion. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I've been sitting- where do you live? Where, Where do I live? live? I'm in Asbury Park. I'm like right outside Asbury Park. So I live. Um, oh, cool. We yeah. grab a drink next time I'm down there. Do you go to Rebel Supply? Is that the clothing is... stores? Okay. <laughs> so, is it on Cookman? It might be on Cookman. It's yeah. Oh yeah. I was told it's on Cookman. Okay. Um, now, yes. Now I know what you're talking about. We have it. Yeah, because we'll we'll take walks up and down. We'll go into like into town. It's real. Have, have you been there recently? It's really cool what they've done with the outdoor dining and everything. You know, I haven't. I guess I I haven't really been there in like a year. I would oh, say wow. like definitely. I don't think I've been there since. And I have like a lot of friends in the area, but like you know, everyone was staying in and kind of being safe. I'm happy. That I'm like proud of a lot of my like friends of just being like, oh cool, like you're not all crazy. Like you're like safe and like smart and like. You know, to do and trying to protect people. But, uh, yeah, no, now that it's like getting back, I hope like I've been to, I like gone to some of the dining in like Brooklyn and like, uh, New York city and stuff. And in my head, I'm like, man, I really hope they keep some of this. Like, this is like a cool thing, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. It's the same way in Asbury. Cause like, so basically they kind of like blocked off a portion of like Cookman Avenue and like all the restaurants, they have outdoor dining and it's really, if they do it, it, it would be great. Cause they get so busy down there. It's kind of nice that there's like a spot to like go and hang yeah. out. And it's uh, like the, um, it's, it's like the Jersey city thing. Like I watch a lot of videos about, um, uh, kind of like how they structure cities and where cars came from and how they took over like industrialization of cars, like going into every single place. And like, they now like, uh, there's like videos on like, uh, urbanization, and how they built suburbs and suburbs are like purposefully built. Uh, so you have to have a car to get anywhere versus like a city where like, if you're in New York city, you can walk everywhere. Like it's not that difficult. So everything you need is two miles away. Like it's not, and it's all a grid, but um, yeah, suburbs don't have that. But now there's a thing that's happening in Jersey city is a prime example where they blocked a huge part of the main, one of the main roads of Jersey city where all the restaurants are and they actually created a little entertainment district. And this is what a lot of European cities do. Like this is all over Paris and it's all over Britain. Uh, of just, you know, there like, there are stores and like, it's like almost like not an outdoor mall. That's not the part. It's better than that. It's just like, you get to walk and there's like, you're like, you don't have to worry about getting hit by a car. And like, you should just like ride a bicycle and like go through and like people just navigate themselves and can go shop and like, 
it's so much better. So like, did they, in, uh, with like Cookman, did they shut down part of the road? Or did yeah. they, they just, so like, okay, okay. You know where um, like Tallulah's and um, that other, the Asbury Ale House, it's like that big yeah. restaurant. So they, right like in front of those, that's basically the area where they like blocked everything off. Gotcha. Yeah, no, uh, Rebel Supply is, I think, across the street from uh, the Ale House. Okay. Yeah, and that's what it is. And so you create you create all this, like, outdoor dining and stuff, and it's just, like, so much more comfortable and convenient for people to, like, relax. And, like, it might be a little tougher with garbage <laughs> garbage trucks, but I think it's, like, you know, they figured it out. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's the one thing, like, I'm sure you know from coming down, and, you know, you could go to the boardwalk and listen to bands playing at the Stone Pony and Summer Stage. And oh, yeah. It's, it's eerie, like not like now without that yeah and like uh i don't know i'm glad it, it looks like all the venues made it through which is nice um i know i think i just saw that brighton bar in long branch which isn't too far i think they're closing down but oh, you know most likely someone will buy it and open some you know redo, redone version of it uh it's like the same like we've played the same a bunch of times and i love it but i've always like thought i'm like oh it's just like one block too far from like the their venues like it hasn't been like totally uh built up that little section of asbury uh so it's just like for some reason people just like don't go there but like like in my head i'm like this is the coolest spot on earth like why do why can't people take like a three minute walk off the main strip of asbury and go to the saint every night and like keep their prices low and like just keep them like going so like they've struggled here and there but uh yeah people people love it and it's, it's an institution so like you know, it always, they always save it and like bring it back, which is nice. They have, um, they have great sound and like, I like, I like Scott runs it and like, he's, he's a, a very cool dude and his wife works at the bar. Uh, and yeah, it's great. I just remember, you know, you could drink, uh, $2.50 PBRs all night long, uh, on like a $5 ticket and it's not a little bit more expensive, but like, it's still, it's still good. Uh, I like the idea of like a small dive bar where it's like the whole purpose is that bands are playing. So it's like, you know, I, I, that's what I want more than anything. Like I just answered another question from our friends over at, you don't know, Jersey, they're doing an article and like, they're, they're asking bands, bands, like, what did you think of the pandemic and stuff? Like, how has it affected you? And like, what do you hope for the future? And like, the biggest thing that I can hope is just like, I, w I hope that, you know, like just a general sense and like, you know, in our world of late stage capitalism and whatnot, it's like, I don't think this is going to be true and happen, but all I really want is just like, It'd be great if there was just venues that people already want to go to because it's a cool place to drink and like not have it. There's so many venues and like playing as a musician where like they are dependent on the band to bring people like people don't go there naturally. And like Brighton Bar was kind of an, an example of that. I'm sure they had a few regulars, but like uh, Brighton Bar had like a few regulars <laughs> and uh I'm sure they would go, but you know, it was so dependent on bands to bring like, you know, like they constantly like bring 30 people, bring 20 people. Like what can you bring? What can you bring? What can you bring? It's just like the atmosphere is so much better for everyone. If it's just already a cool bar that people want to go to and they know that there's going to be good bands, I would be fine. Like, and you know, I don't, I can't speak for the rest of my band, but I would be fine just playing a venue being like, there is no ticket. Like there is no ticket. Like you're just the band for the night. And like you're going to pay the percentage of the bar, and it's based on like if you bring more people to come drink, you're going to get paid more. But people already like coming here, and they're going to be drinking anyway. So like, don't worry, we got you covered. You're going to be happy. We're going to be happy. But like, it's it can be tough, like just with like every place trying to survive and like living in like what is honestly at this point just a gig economy. Secure jobs are getting harder and harder to find. Rant over. I like it. I think that was great. I agree with your your whole point about if you know where you could go to just see bands. I know here, I don't know if how it is in other parts of the country, but I remember like people love cover bands and I love like cover bands too, but I like like, you know, original music as well. And I, 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 I feel like not everyone appreciates just like, you know, some people would not just stay, go somewhere for live music. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like being on like the original uh, music side of it, I can, I, I can, uh, I don't have any negative feelings towards cover bands because they do like, those are people who are just as passionate about music and they put the time in, they put the energy in and like it, it, it part of it does suck because they do cut into, um, you know, uh, I guess potentially spots that like original bands could like have in some regard, but usually like 
there's bars that particularly have cover bands and that's just what it is. So like, it's not too bad. Um, but it would like, like you were saying, like, like you go to a bar and there's a cover band and like a lot of times it's just like, all right, you pay five bucks, like just because we got to pay the cover band and like, it costs less than a beer. Like, and there's going to be like a band playing music for you all night. So that's great. So it's like, I don't see why that, uh, atmosphere wouldn't work. if like, even if those places that played cover bands just had like, well, one night a week, we're going to do like original music because that's like it's going to be like a Friday night and it's like not even the busy Saturday or a Thursday night. Like and just like had like, hey, we're going to have like, you know, bands come on. And like even if it was like a set back, uh, like uh, I'm blanking on the word, uh, the word for the house instrumentation. I'm totally I'm uh, oh, back line. Yeah, it's called the back line. Okay. Um, so I could, that's like if they're, if like the drum shells are going to be there, like the amps are going to be there, so you don't have to physically bring them. Uh, so that, that's usually that's super helpful in so many regards. Um, but yeah, even if like venues just had that, and like they like a lot of New York places have that because it's hard to like get heavy instrument instrument equipment all over New York. Um, but yeah, if they had some kind of situation like that, it would just be so much more beneficial for everyone involved. So I do hope maybe we'll see, like, cause at the same time, like, you know, something like the stone ponies never going to change in that regard, but maybe, you know, a place like wonder bar or something like who are already like their shows aren't overpriced in any way though. They're good in terms of like places who do it right. But even if they just had like, Hey, we're playing like bands are playing tonight, five bucks to get in and like two, uh, two drink minimum. And that would cut if every person just did that, Rather than like, hey man, like you got to sell th- like here's a th- it's a thirty dollar ticket and like if you want to play you have to bring like twenty five people. So then I'm like you know calling friends and I'm like hey can you come out and support like blah 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 and then you feel ne- you come off as needy and then like people don't necessarily want to go see you, which can be like well tough and like you never know when life gets in the way. But like yeah, that's that's what it is. What's nice now is like our, our band like does seem to be picking up some fans like legit like like we sold a t-shirt today with Stranger and I'm like, wow, look at that. That's incredible. <laughs> like, so we'll see. Like uh, hopefully, you know, in the next year, maybe I'll have a different tune about it, which would be wonderful. But who knows? I like all the, the little the raccoon shirt and the other thing with that little guy that was like, I don't know what he is, but he was it was like a yellow one. I don't know that. <laughs> the yellow like one? A little, I, yeah, that was just a design that I like. I like kind of threw that together from like um, when you're when you're a small band. Like we've tried to find ways to uh, you know even if uh, we have to like lose a little bit of money. Like we are one of our our, produ- our producer actually like was like I'm gonna buy a t-shirt to support you guys. And I'm like, dude, we give you thousands of dollars. Like you don't <laughs> like you don't have to try to like kick it back. Like we're cool. And he bought a shirt and he was like, this is the nicest band shirt I've ever bought. And I'm like. Yeah, we're using like a real website. We're not like like printing the cheapest shirt with like a guy in his basement like <laughs> just because like if you do it, you're gonna make an extra two dollars selling that shirt. Like we'd rather sell like the shirt, like a real nice shirt that people are like happy to wear. So that's like he he was like well, was like I can't believe the quality, and I'm like that's what we do. Like we just try to do everything as professional as as possible, and. Uh, yeah, but like uh, in terms of designs and stuff, like we've now hit the point where like like we pay, we like we try to pay artists for their work. Like you know, like if we do photography, like a like a photography session, like we're paying a photographer. It's not like and the same thing for like t-shirt designs and stuff. So yeah, but uh, luckily, like I think that we like a, a, a bird shirt on there. There's a bird and like an axe and like. I just designed that because like I like learned how to use Photoshop because I was like, I want to do this. I want to like, I should at least do this so I can like, you know, save some money in some aspect. So, but yeah, that, that, uh, we call it Biggie pop, which is, you know, just like, cause he's just like hunking little like monster guy. And I just like threw our, threw our uh, name under it. So yeah, that one's cool. Yeah, and uh, our friend, I shout out our, I'll shout out our friend, uh, Kelly Hartman is a good friend of the band and she designed the raccoon shirt. And uh, and like the record cover that went along with it, we even have a dog bandana 
If you <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't miss that one. I have to go back and look at that. And I, I've been following you guys on Instagram too. And I think you're so funny and it's very entertaining. You know, it definitely makes sense that you guys are getting fans. Not only the music is good, but I think, you know, you're also. We're, we are, we are definitely trying. I put thank you for, thank you for noticing how much effort we put in. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's funny. I'm, I'm can't wait. I'm going to like, please don't cut you saying uh, we're funny out because I'm going to screen cap that and send it to my drummer who's constantly like, he's like, he's like, all right, you're trying. And I respect that. But like, I don't think you're as funny as you think you are. And I'm like, no, I swear to God, I think I'm funny. Like I, I really do. No, I think so too. Unless, you know, I mean, people, different people have different sense of humor. And that's kind of what, how I found the song and came across the band again, because uh, of Instagram. Cause I was like scrolling through and I listened to one of the tracks and I was like, Oh, I really like this. Oh god! So, so social media works. <laughs> it does. Like uh, we've had a little bit. We've been like running some ads and stuff, and like trying once again, trying to be super professional about it. And like it's, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it seems like it's been going well. So, do you feel like like things are going to be like super different? Because, you know, like you think about being in like a basement show or like, you know, packed into a room. And I'm always like, I'm like, what is the future of concerts going to look like? And I always wonder. As long as as long as like, uh, you know, from what I, the research I, I've read, uh, I don't think it doesn't look like any of the strains uh, of COVID are going to pose any kind of like serious problem. Um, so I, I do think like, you know, definitely by the end of the summer. I, the majority of the population and everyone who wants it is going to have access to be vaccinated. And I think it'll be, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I could already see it like really starting to like get back to normal. Um, you know, obviously people still have to be a little bit safe. I have to be safe for two more weeks and then I'm vaccinated. Yeah. I don't know. It's just about being careful, but, uh, yeah, if there's any, if there, if you need a connection, I have a light connection, uh, but they're working all over New Jersey. Uh, this little group called, uh, vaccine fairies just connecting people with open appointments so i was helping out and doing some outreach for them so if you need uh if you need i'll send you the info and you can pass it on to any family and whatnot oh, yeah thank you i think i saw you i think i saw you posted that on yeah, one of the social medias because i'm like that sounds familiar and then i'm like i think as i said i was stalking out all of your all your stuff in, oh, in, totally in, 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 in preparation for this this uh, chat when we can when you can play again do you have like uh, a place that you're dying to play or you know something you want to really do once we can get back out um for me i don't know like uh i think uh the we actually right before covid we had lined up uh a little bit of a weekender kind of like going uh going to like new york and we were trying to like go like uh just do like uh you know three like three shows over like a weekend like something bands do all the time uh but we purposely wanted to do like college towns and do like basement shows just because, like, I'm just over north of 30 right now. And, like, it's, like, one of those things where I don't think I would be, like, I'd feel weird doing it at, like, 40. So I'm, like, oh, like, I really miss the idea of, like, just, like, playing in a basement. Even if it's, like, a, like a, not necessarily, like, a, like, if it's a college town, but, like, not associated with the school in any way. Like, just, like, have it, like, the, like you said, basement shows at Rutgers were, like, always the most fun thing on earth. And, like, like there are still places, like, doing it. Uh, and I'm sure there are at Rutgers and stuff, but, uh, I don't know if you ever get like weird agita about going back to like a school that you went to, but I like, I never want to like go to my high school again. And like, I always feel weird going to like, uh, New Brunswick. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's changed. And it's not mine anymore. Like I get like a weirdness to it, but, uh, other college towns, I'm like, I don't care. I didn't go here. So it's whatever. Um, yeah, but we, and I don't know, I'm sure a lot of people would be like, Oh, like I want to play like. I don't know, like a uh, Bowery ballroom or Madison Square garden. And like Bowery ballroom would definitely be on the list. Uh, we definitely want to play like knitting factory again. Uh, but, uh, and even like Asbury lanes, I like super want to play Asbury lanes. Now we played there, uh, before the renovation is boxed wine. And, uh, that was just like, it was like the fabled place. And like, you know, of course they, thousands of bands have played there, but still it felt special. And like they're new, I love the new venue and I love what they did with it. So I would definitely want to play there and Wonder Bar and like uh, if we can have a long enough set like prepared, maybe like Langosta. But I also like my like dream right now is to do like like kind of just like a few a bunch of basement shows across like, you know, the Northeast or whatever. That would be like awesome for me. Yeah, that sounds great. I can't wait. I, I hope it's soon so we can see you play live because I love the album and I would love to hear it live. 
Cool. Hopefully one day. Thanks. Hopefully soon. <laughs> Thank you for digging it. And uh, yeah, by all means, you have uh, you have a guest pass to a show. Whenever you want to come, just let me know and I'll make it happen. Oh, thank you so much. That's so nice. I, I saw that you guys, with the description of your band, you had said it sounds like Bruce Springsteen on Coke in a, <laughs> through a helium balloon. Yeah, yeah. That was a, a fun joke that uh, my wife came up with. <laughs> came up with that line because, uh, yeah, like the one thing, and I'm working on it now, but uh, the one thing that like is a consistent through a lot of my music is uh, just like a very high tenor uh in terms of like singing not very high but like high enough but uh i didn't really know how to like sing really well for a long time so i like sing not necessarily nasally but uh just a little bit higher pitched and like wasn't comfortable like singing low like down here <laughs> so like when it came time for the record we were like oh well how do we describe this record and i'm like well i mean like we're from New Jersey, so everyone's going to like immediately be like, oh, is it like Bon Jovi? So I was like, well, let, let's at least guide them to the cooler thing of Bruce Springsteen. And uh, and then it's like, well, uh, well, it's super high energy and like it's way more manic than like Bruce Springsteen, depending on the song. Uh, and also I sometimes sing really high. So it's like, yeah, it's like I took, you know, inhaled a helium balloon. So Bruce Springsteen on Coke through a, was singing through a helium balloon was the dumbest and easiest thing and a few people latched onto it but also there's a funny thing in the music press world where a lot of the times people will be lazy and will just literally copy the thing you send them and put it on like a website which i forgot that people do like i hadn't put out a record in like three or four years uh and yeah people do that so like that ended up being on a bunch of websites and i'm like great how do i escape that now now that that like literally like the name type in the words ruby bones of what comes up it's like bruce springsteen on cocaine through a helium balloon so thanks thanks wife welcome so are are you a fan of bruce springsteen i knew you kind of talked about him a little bit with the saxophone um, and yeah, I definitely am. A, I definitely am a fan of Bruce Springsteen. Uh, for years and years growing up, I like didn't get it, and then like now I just do. So now like I, I want. I'm not anything like I wouldn't say I'm a super fan. I think friends would probably like say I'm a super fan, uh, just because I've listened to all the records. Which you know, when you, someone has like uh, you know twenty something records, like it's a lot to get through and like, it's not all going to be good, but uh, yeah, I have listened to, I think all of it at this point. I even downloaded uh, like some weird, like bootleg thing that is like all the songs he never even released in turn, like on top of all the unreleased tracks. Like the, the man is like was psychotic about just recording everything. So you have this whole like living document of this band through like live shows, which is really cool. And I wish I had the time or energy to like, like do that myself in some way but i don't know uh yeah but yeah no he's great you like him you know i felt i was kind of the same way like i didn't understand like i remember people same thing like high school people being and i'm like ah, i don't get it and then i actually read that book about that guy i think it was like into the like the, the movie about the guy oh, the in movie who like, yeah. like saved from Bruce Springsteen's music. Yeah. I read that book and then I watched the movie and I was like, Oh my God, I could totally see this. This music is really good. And like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think a lot of times like for him, like I would recommend like for a lot of like classic, like legendary artists, uh, a lot of times it just comes down to finding like the one record that speaks to you. And like the first one that uh, I got into was actually, Weirdly enough, it was like born in the USA, which is like the poppiest, like sonic, most sonically like ridiculous record. It's with all the cheesy early synths and it's like so <laughs> overblown <laughs> and like the ridiculous saxophone. But like that's kind of always there. But then like once I got into that and I was like, oh, I like weirdly love this. Uh, like what's what is similar to it? And then I got his first record where he's he's like a totally different songwriter on it. So like as a songwriter, like. Uh, I respect like the fact that he morphed and changed and he's changed like multiple times, not as much as like a David Bowie, who I also like, like adore, but um, definitely like, you know, he just, he started as like a weird combination between Van Morrison and Bob Dylan. It's like this beatnik persona of this like skinny kid and like his ragtag band, like sonically the records are like, the record is like really thin, like readings from Asbury Park uh, and just like recorded like for on the cheap. You could just tell and then, like, the second one is similar to that. And then he totally, like, reinvents it for Born to Run. And, like, all of a sudden, it's, like, these, like, quick little, like, or not quick, but, like, these, like, 
uh, never ending like rhymes and like doing this kind of like Bob Dylan, like, uh, like on speed kind of thing that he was doing, uh, turns into like, now he's writing these epic, grandiose, sonically massive songs about like, like being born to run, like leaving this town, like never looking back and like the whole thing, like strap your hands around my engine. It's like, he's writing this, like these like great American myths of like, in like easily digested, like digestible, like three minute songs, like figured out how to do it. And like, yeah, it's incredibly good. So my favorite's Darkness, by the way. I really like Darkness on the Edge of Town because that's uh, really dark. It's just like heavier subject matter. Is that that's an album? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's an album. But yeah, and then like, but if you want like, I mean, hell, he put out like a, a two years ago, he did like a weird country western album where he's doing like Graham Parsons, like these like weird like songs of like the cowboys like and it's like he like is like belting he's still he's you know he's 70 something years old just belting out these lines and like still like has his voice it's crazy so that's awesome cool is there anything else you want to add or plug or tell people where they can find you um, um yeah happy to uh if i were to plug if i were to plug anything like once again i'm chris from ruby bones uh our new record laser tooth tiger is out on uh april 30th which uh, hopefully, well, is either before or after this date, so it could be out now, <laughs> depending on when this comes out. But uh, yeah, you could just go check it out, and it's on Spotify, it's on everywhere, every single place you could possibly want music. And uh, I think we're, we have CDs on Bandcamp. And uh, yeah, uh, please just check it out, give it a spin, and uh, hopefully you like it, and it becomes your favorite music to blast out of your convertible when you're speeding it on the highway. Uh, on the run from the law. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. And I can, I'll leave links to those uh, in the show notes as well. So people can easily find the, find your stuff. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was really fun. Oh, thank you. I can't wait to like, uh, to promote it. We'll push it everywhere as, as usual. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. For more information on Ruby Bones, you can check out their official website at www.rubybonesband.com. That's R-U-B-Y-B-O-N-E-S-B-A-N-D. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at the handle Ruby Bones Band and on Twitter at Ruby Bones. If you're looking for more new music, be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can catch the next episode. You can also find new music on our website www.eatsleepbreathemusic.com. We'd love to know what you think of the show. Please feel free to leave a review, comment on our website, or even an audio comment at the link in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to the Eat, Sleep, Breathe Music podcast. To find new music and learn more about what we do, you can check out our website at www.eatsleepbreathemusic.com. 